0: Welcome to Texans Talk. I'm Josh McSwain, joined by my co host AJ Torres. It's draft week, and we're going to talk about some of the best and worst draft picks from Texans history. This franchise has been around a couple of decades, and they've had quite a few successes in picking players and quite a few failures as well. So, We'll start out on the lighter side, and I'll tell you the pick that I think is the best and best value, at least, in Texans history. Now, it would be way too easy to say that the best pick was J.J. Watt or Andre Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, one of those guys. So, I'm going to say best value pick. That's going to be my criteria, and... For me, the best value pick the Texans have had was Owen Daniels. Daniels was picked in the fourth round in 2006, and he had quite a few years where he was very, very good. He made a couple of Pro Bowls in the late 2000s, early 2010s. For a long time during that stretch, he was one of the top five tight ends in the league. He finished his time in Houston with 20 touchdowns, but injuries ultimately cut his career short. But for me, just looking at what they got out of him and where they drafted him, he is my best pick in Texans history, or best for the value.
1: Okay. Now, I was actually uh, weighing a couple of things. I was weighing uh, Jamie Sharper from uh, the Expansion Draft but a lot of offensive linemen don't get recognition. Now, it's easy to go when Jamie Sharper was the best tackler in 2003, leading the NFL with 166 tackles. That is a Texan single season worst, uh, I'm sorry, single season record and fourth most by an NFL player since 2002. But if we go by Chester Pitts, started the first 114 games in team history from 2002 to 2009. There's 38 hard and 84 consecutive snaps between 02 and 06. Only missed a total of seven total plays in his first seven seasons. And then a knee injury broke the Iron Man streak. But he never made a Pro Bowl, never got all-pro recognition, and that's the second-round pick in 2002. When we think of the draft in 2002, we think, eh, whatever. But this guy's name, for many people, doesn't get shown up. And if you're a casual NFL fan, you just found out this guy's name.
0: Right, he was certainly a solid presence along that line for many years. He deserves some recognition. And I guess I'm going to give an honorable mention to Eric Winston, who was picked in the third round in the 06 draft right before, in the round before Daniels was. Very interesting 06 draft when you think about it. They got Mario Williams and D'Amico Ryans with the first two picks that they had at the top of the first and second rounds. Obviously, two good players. Wish Williams had stayed a little longer, been a little bit more consistent, but Ryan's was excellent. Winston was very good when he was here, and then obviously Daniel's best value pick. But now I'm going to go to the other side, the worst pick the Texans have made in franchise history. I'm going with Brandon Harris in 2011. He was a cornerback that the team traded up in the second round to get. He didn't even start a game in two years with the team, and you just look at the guys after him, makes it so much worse. Within 17 picks, we saw Randall Cobb, Justin Houston, DeMarco Murray, and Jarell Casey go off the board. And Jarrell Casey was a thorn in has been a well, he was a thorn in the side of this team for years. Well actually I should correct that Harris three years in the Texans but yeah he didn't start a regular season game in 31 appearances finished with 37 combined tackles and 7 defended passes as you would say here no oh, the pain <laughs> you got to sing it that's the key
1: oh, the pain But hey, at the end of the day, I will never do the, uh, well, if I had to think of uh, three uh, animated uh, characters that resemble you, it would be uh, Hank, Montgomery, Palpatine. If you understand what I mean by that. Because you're a combination of uh, the three, Hank Hill, Montgomery Burns, Burns, Emperor Palpatine.
0: Well, I mean, Palpatine is not necessarily animated, though.
1: Yeah, depending on uh, which universe, but still.
0: Well, he does appear in some of the Star Wars cartoons, but yeah, most people think of him as being live action. But anyways, before we go too far down that rabbit hole, let's get your worst <laughs> pick in team history.
1: You know, it took me a little while on this one because there's some of these guys where it's just like, oh, you know what? It's uh, team rules, it's injuries. I actually really thought of Dave Ragone, uh, quarterback, uh, drafted third round in 2003. And I think this doesn't go on just with, uh, him as the player, but I think this also goes with the general manager as well. Because I'm sorry, who did you pick? Uh, let's see, uh, hmm. Trying to think here. He was a supposed to be a guy that was you know, supposed to lead your franchise for quite some time. His name was David Carr, picked in the first round. And next year, third round, where you could really use that pick, you're going to take a quarterback. The first overall pick in 2002, and third round, which I think that's a mid-pick, high mid-pick, you're going to waste it on a quarterback. And then you get pissed when he doesn't do well. Gee, I wonder, was your offensive lined why he only completed 20 of 40 passes with one pick? Is that part of the solution? Or My you could have drafted goodness. a different
0: offensive lineman to make sure that David Carr completed more of his passes.
1: Exactly. You could have easily gambled on offensive lineman prospect than on a quarterback that you're going to see two games from. If that's not, oh, the pain, if that's not a nightmare, then I don't know what is. Maybe I need to see a psychiatrist because I'm not seeing something. But to me, that is wrong. It's things like that that took the organization a while to get respect.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that.
1: So you could argue that that one move, right, you could say, oh, they have a car expansion team. He gets a pass. Okay. But moves like that make the franchise a mockery. Right now, the Titans are making themselves a mockery with the questionable decisions they're making. The Texans did early on the franchise where they couldn't get anything right.
0: Agreed. Well, anyway, I know that the Texans aren't going to have early picks this year, so I was looking to go a little bit different with how we talk about the draft this time. Let's hope that we can find some good value picks for the team so, uh,
1: beyond I, day I, one of the draft. Well, I will say, though, uh, now I'm not sure how much uh, research you have done but I have gone through. Uh, I have gone through the draft a little bit, and I did come up with a couple of options. This was uh, a while back, if you remember. And I'm just kind of saying to myself, "What's the first thing we need?" When we had a great off season, we talked about before this off season that we never thought we were going to see came around. We thought this was just going to be a low-expectation rebuilding year. And granted, we don't know what's going to be on the list. I mean, I'd say this team, uh, we wonder what's going to happen with the quarterback situation. We wonder who's going to be that breakout wide receiver this year. But if you look at the defensive tackle spot, if you look at the edge rusher spot, Maybe in our defensive end uh, linebacker, I think we're set on and secondary. I mean, you could for depth purposes, you could take in our cornerback. But this off season's been so well, you kind of wonder yourself: is this team in panic mode?
0: Hmm, I hadn't thought about it that way.
1: So granted. Depending on who's available, I could see Creed Humphrey going, Kendrick Green. We're talking a uh, third-rounder or so offensive lineman. Right. I could see them taking that at 67, but then at 109, 147, 158, 195, and in the 200s, if I'm a Texans fan, I'm not sweating too much.
0: Seems fair. I
1: mean, if they did nothing, which was what we expected them to do to save salary cap, I'd say, you know what? Let's just take the best player available after the offensive lineman. But now, it's going to be in those middle of the pack things. Uh, again, this also factors on what happens with the Sean Watson.
0: Definitely.
1: So whether if this guy is Tyrod Taylor or in the third round, what quarterbacks are going to be available? Like is David, I'm sorry, Davis mills going to be around. Ooh, that that is a Stanford quarterback. So if the Sean Watson, I mean, this settlement isn't getting any easier. And uh, as you've noticed, I find it very frustrating that we could both go to a game, we could buy tickets for it, and just yet, the court system, where if it's the Deshaun Watson case or not, it's going to be taken forever. But if you got no confidence in the situation, Davis Mills is on the board, quarterback from Stanford. Not talked about a lot because it is a favorite quarterback draft with a top five. You got two guys that are and that they talk about afterward. And then you got Davis Mills.
0: Right. Fair to assess.
1: But there's so much room to play around with, which kind of makes it exciting. If you like the game of optimism, if you keep track of it for night three, you're going to slowly get there, slowly get there, and then it's just going to be like, hey, you know what? You kind of do the pedagorean theme in your head, position. Where does he line up? Is this depth? Is this guy starting? And just take it bit by bit at a time. No panic mode. Just be optimistic and just keep the standards that the ceiling is a 5 hard team. I think that's fair to say.
0: I'm not gonna well, disagree with that.
1: And, well, technically it's not five hundred because of the extra game. Let's just say the steel is an eight to nine win team at seventeen games. Works for me. I think I think that's great compared to last year. A lot right. of stuff in the air. Your franchise star left. Sounds good on all counts. Anything else to add, Tex?
0: Sad? Why would I be sad?
1: No, I said anything else to add.
0: Okay. Well, I'm not sad. That is something we can add to this.
1: (laughs) Not sad, not mad, just happily
0: optimistic. Curious. Let's go with that.
1: That also works.
0: Yeah. That's... All I got to say, we're definitely going to be back next week, and I don't know. If they mess it up, I could be sad.
1: What would they have to do to mess this up? I'm not mocking you. I'm just going off of what would they have to do to completely hit the stupid button?
0: Hmm. They trade Watson on draft day for a sixth-round pick and a pack of Doritos.
1: That's, that's a bold one. <laughs> I'm not even sure if that's realistic or not. <laughs> Especially they seem so certain to keep him around, and they're respecting the process right now. Um, any pickup that you would be upset about? Like if they say, Hey, we're taking a wide receiver when there's plenty of wide receiver depth at the moment.
0: Well, I guess it would just depend on the receiver. Um,
1: I just don't know what good ones are going to be around. Uh, rather that late heavy wide receiver draft, mind you, but it is.
0: There's so many holes that still need to be filled that there's not any one position I would just facepalm if I saw it taken at any point.
1: Unless they neglect the offensive line until like the fifth round to like pick like 195 or 203.
0: Yeah, I would say interior linemen should be among your highest picks.
1: I'd say, uh, I'd say, uh, air defensive line, edge rusher, and then eh, play around with it.
0: Yep. Sounds about right. Sounds solid. So any more final thoughts?
1: Well, best of luck. And, uh, It'll be a very uh, interesting uh, night three because I think both of us are going to be monitoring this one very closely.
0: You got that right. So on behalf of AJ Torres, I'm Josh McSwain. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.